God has a specific desire and design for your role as a mom. Join me as we discuss common mom stuff and how we can and should view it from the heart of Jesus. My desire is that you will leave each episode with a smile on your face and empowered to be one step closer to the mom God has called you to be. Hey friend, it is Tiffany from the Mommyhood Empowered Podcast. We are together again on this marriage series that we are doing. It is episode 30, and in this one, we are talking about your time. In this series on marriage, we have been focusing on what it is that you can do in your marriage to make it healthier and better. And today, it's all about your time. Your time, I'm going to just define for a second, and it's not just being near someone, because sometimes I think that we can get caught up with the idea that if we're just around the other person, then that's giving them time, but it's not really, truly all of the case, because just because our feet are somewhere doesn't mean that our mind and our heart are there too. You know, we could be doing other things while we're around our husband, um, you know, tending to the kids or whatever it is, all the million things that moms do, right? So for the definition of time for this particular episode today, we are going to be talking about things that you can do to intentionally devote your time to your marriage being defined by this. You intentionally and actively participating in an activity that engages your mind mentally, your heart emotionally, and your body physically toward making your marriage better and healthier. Now, me asking you to devote time to your marriage may feel like it is a really big ask for me to ask you right now. The first thing that I always want to know on anything that anybody asks me to participate in is how much time is it going to take? Because time is the most precious commodity to literally everybody in the world. But specifically, I feel like moms feel the pressure of time even more because there's just so many things on our plate that we want to and strive to do during the course of the day. No matter how much more time we want to create, we literally just cannot create any more time. We are all given 24 hours. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody gets 24 hours and we can do what it is that we choose to do in those 24 hours. We can't make any more of it. Whenever I was prepping for this podcast, I was looking for a little quote that I could use about time and some of them were pretty cute, but I came across one quote that's actually from a book. It's from the Lord of the Rings book and it the sentence on the page, it says, all we have to do is decide what to do with the time that is given us. It sounds so simple, right? Like all you have to do is decide. It really truly is that simple though. We really do just have to decide that we are going to use our time to give to our husband, to give to our marriage, because the payoff is so great. The payoff is great for you. It's great great for your husband. It's great for your kids. It's great for your community. It's great for literally everyone. That's what I'm asking you to do today. I'm asking you just to decide to give time to your husband and to your marriage. I want you to devote the time there. I'll be the first to admit that Deciding what to do with my time is often really hard. 
especially for moms, because you have everybody wanting your time, right? You've got the school asking you to volunteer. You've got friends that want to go get coffee. Of course, the kids that are 24 seven, they want food, they want transportation, they want homework help. They want all of the things. And yes, your husband wants time too. And it can just feel like everybody's pulling at us. You have to be really calculated with the time that you devote to different people and different things. It has to be worth it. Let me assure you that the time that you spend giving it to your husband and your marriage is something that is going to be worth it. I know that you don't have all of the time in the world to do whatever it is that you want to do. But the truth of the matter is that you will make time for what it is that you want to make time for. If there's a show that you want to get caught up with, like you're going to watch the show, even if it takes you until midnight and you know you have to get up early the next morning. If there's a friend or an activity that you really want to participate in or with, then you're going to jump through all the hoops that you need to to be with that friend or do that activity. You know, if you're out of milk, you are going to do whatever it takes to take the time to go get milk so that you have it for breakfast. If you aren't making time for your marriage, then it's not because you can't. It's because you won't. When there is a will, there's always a way. And remember, all you have to do is decide how to spend the time that's given to you. You just have to decide to invest it in places that have a payoff. Time is far too precious for anything less. And the time you devote to your husband and your marriage is going to make a massive payoff for you. So what about if you don't feel like devoting time to your marriage? You're going to do it anyway. You are going to make a head decision and then you are going to invite your heart to follow. I'm not immune to this feeling. I've been there. Life gets really busy and things go wrong and they leave you feeling like you don't necessarily want to spend time with your husband and devote it to your marriage. You want to spend it on something else that feels in that moment would be more fulfilling to you. I've went on many a date or even trips that I didn't really want to devote my time to because we weren't necessarily getting along or I just feel like I had a million other things going on. But every time that I've went ahead and made that head decision to go ahead and invest my time spending with my husband and invest in our marriage, it has always, always, always made me reconnect with him. And the payoff has been huge. And I've never said, oh man, I wish I hadn't actually done that. I'm always so glad that I did. You know, we can have feelings. There's no shame in feelings and feeling like you don't want to spend time with them, but you can't rely solely on your feelings for what you do. So make the head decision, ask God to honor your time and decision and your heart will follow. And the benefits of you investing your time in your marriage, they're going to come. The matter of deciding to invest in a better marriage by giving your time to your marriage is a selfless act. It's a sacrifice. It's laying down what you would maybe rather be doing for the betterment of your husband and for your marriage. I think we can all agree that we are supposed to do what Jesus did. And that's exactly what Jesus did for us. He gave us time by coming to earth. He left heaven so that he could spend time with the human race. 
The New Testament is filled with examples of how Jesus took time for us while he was on earth. He stopped and talked to people that he had never talked to before. He went to homes of people that he had never talked to before and spent time with them, like Zacchaeus from the tree that he called down. He had dinner with people in their homes. He spent time with his disciples, even the very last day on earth of last evening. He knew that was the last and he spent the time at the last supper with them, talking to them and enjoying their company. He knew that time was important to create connectedness and relationship and impact. And furthermore, our marriage here on earth is supposed to emulate the marriage of the bridegroom and the lamb, which is the church and God. You know, God gives us time right now as he talks to us, as he helps us, as we can feel his pressure, his presence whenever we worship him. You know, he takes the time to comfort our hearts and to give us little God winks throughout the day that let us know that he's there and he's watching. He even devotes his time to watching over us as we sleep. He gives us time. So we can give our time to the people that matter to us too. And that's your husband. You can be selfless and sacrificial with your time to your marriage. Remember, all you have to do is decide. In today's episode, we are going to talk specifically about why it's essential to devote your time to marriage and also practical ways that you can pull it off. I'm praying that after you hear this episode that you're going to be so excited to start spending time with your husband that it's not going to feel like a have to at all, but a get to instead. So let's get to it. So why is it so important to devote your time to your husband and your marriage? It's because it's going to make you connected to your husband. Time creates connectedness. You can't know someone that you don't spend time with. Whenever you were dating, that's exactly how you got to know your spouse. You spent time together. I know I'm always changing. My husband is always changing. I don't want to only know my husband as the person that he was when we got married. I want to know him as the person he is now. And that's the way that I want him to know me. Being connected, it makes the marriage fun and it makes it enjoyable. Experiences, they create memories. We want a marriage full of fun and memories. You are just more connected to people that you have memories with and history with. And especially whenever you know the memories are going to keep coming it creates excitement. That's another thing that connectedness does. It creates excitement for the future. You can't help but think and plan for the future whenever you are spending regular time with someone because they are just part of your routine. All of your future plans and dreams, they involve them because they are just naturally there. Marriage should be two people dreaming together, not separately. Sure, you can both have individual ideas on the table, but the dreams and plans should always include the other one in order for a marriage to be healthy and strong. 
being connected is going to ward off future problems and help sort through current ones. It keeps you on the same page. You are going to be up to date on what's happening in each other's lives. I know that we've went through seasons where we haven't talked a lot and we lose sight of even the day to day of each other, of what's going on in our lives. I remember one time there was, I sent a, a text to somebody asking a question and I guess my husband happened to send the, a similar question to the same person at the same time. And I remember that person that we were both sending that same text message to, they were like, do you guys even talk? Like you both sent me the exact same text at the exact same time. And we were even in the house, me and my husband were in the same house together when it happened. But, you know, I think that's just an example. Like whenever you're not spending time together, you don't even, you kind of double up on things. You don't even know what's going on. And it doesn't feel like you know what it is that the other person's doing. So how are you going to implement actually spending time? with your husband. I kind of feel a little bit like I'm back in high school right now. I used to have a tips from Tiffany column in the high school newspaper. And I remember this one year in February, I did a dating segment of what to do for dating during the month of February. And when I was like thinking about that column that I wrote, I kind of giggled a little bit and it'd be fun to read, but you know, the way that I approached spending time with people back then, it was very much more lighthearted and fun. And I think that we could all benefit from us bringing some of that lightheartedness back to the way that we spend time in our marriage with our husband. I know that there can feel like there's just a lot on the line whenever you do have time to spend with your husband because it's hard to get time alone with your husband especially once you have little kids they are there constantly and it's hard to get sitters and all the things so it just feels like there's a lot writing on it and a lot of pressure i think that we have that pressure because we are living in a famine mentality instead of a feasting one my great-grandma, she lived through the, the depression, so she could make one box of cake mix into like three cakes. I don't know what she did, but it was never just one cake with her. You know, she no longer had to make that one box of cake mix turn into three cakes, but she had never really gotten out of that famine mentality completely. And I think a lot of us still live that way. You know, I can look at her and say, oh, that is so silly. You don't need to do that with your cake mix. But how many of us are coming at, looking at, you know, spending time with our husband and having that same mentality? Because the script in my head is always telling me I don't have time. And therefore, whenever I do have time with my husband, like I do have a date, then I'm so tempted to stretch it three ways to just make it feel like it takes up more space. When I choose to look at it though, through the eyes of abundance, suddenly I'm able to let go of the anxiety that surrounds getting the time that we spend together so perfect. 
we're about to talk about some ideas that we can do to spend time with our husbands, but they're just ideas. I want you to know that uh, what things that me and my husband have tried to kind of spark those ideas, but I really hope that you can think of some things on your own that you can bring to the table and just remember that it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect to make a difference. And it's going to remove so much pressure on you and your husband, if you can remember that, and you can truly enjoy the time together. Something that I have to remind myself and my husband of constantly is that we can't survive on date night alone. You know, it has to be a nearly daily time investment in your marriage for it to really create connectedness. This is what I call like routine connectedness. And this is something that happens almost every day or something that you can count on, you know, every week, like something that you're going to put routinely into your system of life that you know you can count on that time that you're going to get to spend and devote to your husband and your marriage. You're going to find a time that works for you and that's going to be different for everybody. And you may have to play around with it a little bit to see what works best for you in your situation. And it may change from season to season or time of year, whenever we go from kids being in school to kids not being in school, but just find that time, commit to finding the time. You can put it on your to-do list. You know, I think that so many things that we want to do during the day, they don't happen because we don't ever give them a set time and we don't give them the space. We don't write it on the calendar like we would some other appointments. So we are more easily, you know, just shove it off and we don't want to do that. So especially at first, if this is new to you, write down on your calendar for the day, like this is the time that you're doing, that you're being with your husband, whatever it is that you're doing and keep it, keep it sacred. You won't always have to write it on your daily to-do list once it gets to be routine. And you know, it's not like you have to write down, brush my teeth every day, but at the beginning, like give it a try so that it's there, write it down. It reminds you to do it and it makes it a priority. Here's a few things that you could try for your daily routine or weekly routine. It's one hour after the kids are in bed, you guys can commit to spending an hour together before you go to bed. Or if you guys are morning people and you both like drink coffee or something, you could do 30 minutes before the kids get up. You guys can have coffee together and just sit and talk. Or maybe one day a week, you could meet up during the school day. I know me and my husband have been doing Monday mornings after drop-off. We have been either playing pickleball or going for a walk. And it's been really nice to be able to count on those Monday mornings that I know I'm going to have an hour with my husband to talk. You can also decide one day of the week that you can meet for lunch. Devotionals are a great way to create connectedness and also to help that conversation. You can do these daily, weekly, a certain number of days a week, whatever works for you. Find a time that works for you too. For us, it works better if we do it after the kids are in bed, like right before we're going to go to bed. Just take like, you know, 15 minutes 
Um, we can also do them like actually while we're in bed. We did that last night. We got in bed, snuggled close, and we did the devotional. We take turns kind of reading back and forth to each other depending on the night. You can go on a walk in the neighborhood if your kids are old enough to stay home by themselves for a little bit, just to have that little bit of time together. It doesn't have to be a big deal what you do with a lot of fanfare. It just has to be a routine deal. At home, connectedness, I think, is really the nucleus of connection. If you can devote routine time to your marriage at home, then it's going to make such a huge difference in the way that you relate to each other. So make that decision to have a routine time that you're going to spend with your husband daily, weekly. There's also going to be times whenever we can have those fun and unique dates that don't come around as often as every day. Here are some things to do to ensure that those dates do happen. One is to don't wait for your husband to ask or plan it. I know we would all love for our husbands to plan the dates. And if you have a husband that does that, then I think that is absolutely fantastic. But if you don't, then you are not alone. And you don't have to be the one to wait and ask. You can plan it. I know my husband actually really likes whenever I take the reins and I plan and he just literally has to show up. You know, he just showers and shows up and it's great for him. And it fills his love tank and it'll fill your love tank too. And maybe your husband the next time will take the reins and do it. I guarantee your husband's going to be so excited that you're doing it and that you planned it. So number two, Put something on the calendar. You don't have to know what you're doing. You just have to know the day you're doing it. So get your guys' calendars together. See what day, like once a month is a good goal. And see one day that you can block out that you know that you're not going to have schedule anything else, any other appointments. You're just going to reserve the day or the evening or the afternoon or the morning, whatever it is that you're going to do something, something special and put it on your calendars. Number three is to remember that dates come in all shapes and sizes, which means they can happen at all sorts of times of the day and the week. Dates don't have to be at night and they don't have to be on Fridays and Saturdays. My favorite times, in fact, to go on a date are not those days. I really love not standard dates. For me and my husband, we capitalize a lot on whenever the kids are in school because we don't have to find childcare. They're already somewhere. We do a lot of day dates that way. And we do really fun things. Like we've done zip lining, hiking, swimming, massages. We go to the movies, all these things while the kids are in school. If there's an activity that you know your husband already likes to do, maybe you can join in and learn how to do that activity to be with him. If he likes to golf and you don't want to golf, I mean, you can at least drive the golf cart, right? I know my husband, he is really into pickleball. And so I decided that I would try to learn how to play it. And you know what? I actually ended up really enjoying it. And so it's been a fun thing that we can do together. The main thing that I want you to remember is that I don't want you to forget to have fun. Fun is so important. Laughter is so important. Smiling with your husband, it's so important. Me and my husband, we're going to go dancing this weekend, and I'm so excited about it. We've had a plan for a week, and I've been excited all week looking forward to it. It's going to be so fun. 
We like to do things like karaoke. If we come across a karaoke place, we love to do that. You can look for activities and classes to try new things together. We've done cooking classes, pottery making. My husband is truly a great sport. Ian will pretty much say yes to anything that I come up. And it's so fun to do something new together that you've never done before. All of these things, they foster connection, which is what you're looking for, for a healthy marriage, one that's going to be so much better and more fulfilling. Doing activities, they take the pressure off of talking. And often it's so much easier to talk whenever your hand or your body, they're busy with doing something else. Once the pressure is off of like making yourself talk, then it's actually easier to talk. If you have a hard time getting the conversation going with your husband, I do want to provide a few little ideas because I know sometimes talking even to your husband, it can be hard. So ask questions that you know that they are going to want to talk about, even if you're not necessarily that, that interested. I know for me, that can be me asking my husband about what is going on with work. He loves to talk about that. So I ask him questions about it. I know that it can feel frustrating that we're having to work on a conversation, like try hard to have a conversation. We want it to flow easily, but it doesn't always happen that way. And if you'll think back to whenever you first started dating, it probably wasn't super, super easy either. You may not have felt like it was work to talk to your husband, but it was because you were trying to get to know him. It's okay to work for a conversation. There's nothing wrong with that. And as they start opening up with those questions that you're asking them about things that you know that they're going to want to talk to you about, they are going to just start talking more than you probably imagine. I know that my husband, he used to, he, one time when we were dating, he brought blueprints to a lunch and I still remember how excited he was to talk to me about that. And I didn't really care about the actual subject much, but I cared about who was talking and that was him. And I want to feel that same way now, even after years of marriage and kids, I want to be, even if I'm not necessarily excited about what he's talking about, I want to be excited about who is doing the talking. The more you talk, the more you're going to spark interest and different questions are going to come. Guys just aren't conversationalists like women tend to be. I always tease that husbands and well, men just in general, they can communicate in grunts. Like they can, men can communicate to each other in grunts and like, like understand each other. But women, we need, we need grunts <laughs> or we don't need grunts. We need words. So go ahead and tell him what's going on in your life. Even if he doesn't ask, you can also think about getting a guided book or video to watch that has questions at the end to start conversations. This fits in well if you're doing like devotions. A lot of times there's some videos or at the end of chapters, they'll have discussion, discussion questions, which gets the conversation going. The thing to remember about conversations is that it's okay to start shallow. You don't have to jump straight into the, the deep end. It's kind of like whenever I go to the pool, I am not one of those people that just runs and jumps into the end of the water. Like if I'm going to get in, I'm going to start at the shallow end and I'm going to carefully and slowly work my way into the deeper part of the pool. And the same thing is great for conversations with that. So start shallow, 
and go deep. One final thought before we close, and it's actually the same verse from last week that I want to share with you, but I think it's so fitting for this series. And it's Psalm 37, 5. It's commit your ways to the Lord and he will act. Trust in him and he will act. So take that leap of faith and decide to devote time to your marriage and to your husband. Ask God to honor your time and multiply it so that you see the benefits of investing in your marriage by spending time with your husband. Are you subscribed to this podcast yet? If not, then why are you not? Go ahead and click that follow or subscribe button and follow along with this podcast so that you don't miss anything else in this series. And now a prayer for you. Dear Lord, you see the mom listening to my voice. You see the desire that she has to make her marriage better. Help her to be confident that she does have time to devote to her marriage and that deciding to devote time to her marriage is a great decision. Give her the desire to devote time to her marriage. Let it not feel like a have to, but a get to instead. Bless and multiply the time that her and her husband spend together. Let them grow closer to each other and to you. May you strengthen her marriage through the investment of her time. Amen. Hey, this is Tiffany. You have just listened to the Mommyhood Empowered Podcast. I pray that you have a smile on your face right now and that you are determined to go out into your world and make somebody else smile too. Have a blessed day.